This is the Four Downs NFL Draft Preview Special on TSN 1050. Delivered by Domino's. Visit dominoes.ca today. Welcome, welcome everybody. Yes, TSN Four Downs. The NFL Draft is Thursday. We got a stacked show for you this evening, folks, to get you all ready. There's so much There's so much whirlwind storylines, misdirection. I'm going to try to break it all down for you. The guests for tonight on the Domino's delivery line are ESPN Cleveland's Aaron Goldhammer, co-host of The Really Big Show. He'll be by in about 10 minutes' time to go over, well, the Browns have the first and fourth pick in the draft, but he's also well-connected to the New York Giants, who can really set the tone in this draft. What are they going to do? Then, I got from NFL Draft Scout, the senior analyst Rob Ring, one of the finest mock drafters, draft analyst gurus coming up in a half-hour time. He's going to break it all down. We'll get into some sleeper picks, too, because, you know, every year... There's a fourth, fifth round pick that jumps out of nowhere. We'll find out those from Rob and also try to get some insight on who's his top quarterback. What about the running back class outside of Saquon Barkley? And then a really cool story. And this is, I'm, I'm proud to say, a TSN Four Downs exclusive. First time on TSN. It's Nathan Shepard, Canadian from Ajax, Ontario. And this guy's story is something else. He is going to go, uh, he's projected now to go in the second round. Top Canadian in the draft was a NFL Combine darling. Nathan Shepard will catch up with him in about 40 minutes' time. But folks, the draft is Thursday. It's from Dallas, Texas, and we're on the clock. The Cleveland Browns select Darnold under pressure. Gets out of there for the time being. Throws across his body. Got it. What a throw by Josh Rosen. And I would say Saquon Barkley and Bradley Chubb are the two best players in this draft. There you go, folks. Dallas, Texas. It is coming. I cannot wait. As I said, we got a great show for you. And you can follow us on Twitter. At TSN4Downs, at AndyMC81. If you miss any of this show, you can get it on the TSN1050 iTunes account, the TSN1050.ca show page under TSN4Downs. You'll see my smiling face of the pic there. Click on it, and we'll, of course, we'll tweet out all the links there. Let's get to our poll question here. And I want to hear from you guys. It's not very often we get to focus solely on NFL for an extended period of time, so let's do it. Let's take advantage of it. Tweet me in whether you have your questions, who you want for, the top quarterback, traffic for your team, whatever. Uh, happy to interact with you here. So our TSN 4 Downs poll question is, which quarterback will have the best rookie season? So which of these prospects will have the best rookie season? Season. You can vote at TSN and the number four downs at TSN four downs at Andy MC81. So is it going to be Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, or Josh Rosen? Darnold, Allen, Mayfield, or Rosen? Who's going to have the best rookie season? And this is an interesting question because obviously it depends on where each quarterback lands, but also if they're going to have a chance to play. So by all accounts, and we'll get into this with Aaron Goldhammer from ESPN Cleveland. All accounts, the Browns are going to take a quarterback first overall. They'd be ridiculous if they didn't. 
But if they do that, the idea, barring injury or a complete incompetence, is for Tyrod Taylor to play the entire year for the Browns. That means the rookie would sit. So if for fun, let's say they take Sam Darnold, well, he's going to sit, so that means he would not have the best rookie season. All right, well, where's Josh Allen going to go? What about Baker Mayfield? Josh Rosen, arguably, with his skill set, the most pro-ready quarterback in a draft that is just filled with potential and upside. But Josh Rosen, prettiest passer, very accurate, tall, 6'4", can see over everybody. Could he be the guy? Or is it Baker? Baker Mayfield, another very accurate passer, right? Zip around a little bit. The Johnny Manziel comparisons, and I get this, ask this question a lot. How legitimate is, are the Johnny Manziel comparisons to Baker Mayfield? And to me, there are some, but you have to separate them in this sense. On the field. Now, off the field, Baker got caught on camera getting tackled by a police officer. It's never a good look. Not even Johnny had that happen. But on the field, and people see, okay, bit of a mobile guy. Baker's not as, as fast as Johnny, and he's much thicker. He's a, cu- a couple inches taller. He's about six feet in, a, in change. Less than 6'1". Uh, but thicker. And he's got better muscle tone, meaning he should be more durable. Johnny was scrawny. And he got, when he got hit, he got smoked. But Baker, again, if you're six feet or under, and Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, you have to be able to move around. Now, he, he threw from the pocket in Oklahoma. But will he be able to do that in the NFL? When he got frustrated in some of the playoff games in his collegiate career, didn't really rise to the occasion, but the guy did get his team there, got the Sooners there in back-to-back years. So who could have the best rookie season? The reason I don't like Josh Rosen in general is now you can take the off the field issues and in case you're not aware so Josh Rosen out of UCLA and despite the mechanics that are fine and his accuracy and he's, he's got a big enough arm off the field they say all right does he love the game he started out being a tennis player and there were also reports and listen I saw some game film he made a big play teammates weren't that excited wasn't always a captain Are people going to follow him? For Josh Rosen, very outspoken, very political. Is football the top of his list? So you take that in one corner. Maybe if you're you're a team you value, you, you think you can do that. Okay. But on the field, I combine him with a Jay Cutler because of the uh, attitude and a Sam Bradford because of the injuries. Sam Bradford, listen, if you keep Sam Bradford upright, and we saw it for, what, one game with the Vikings this year? Accurate, crisp, goes through his progression. Boom, boom, boom. Can't stay on the field. Can't stay on the field. Josh Rosen has never finished a collegiate season. Concussions. What's supposed to play in the bowl game? Concussion rises. But not just concussions. Shoulders. There's been some ankle. The guy's a statue where every other quarterback in this class, Allen, Darnold, and Mayfield, can move around to avoid pressure. That does not mean that they're, let's say, like a Lamar Jackson who will look to run first. They're able to elude and escape. Josh Rosen can't do that. He's your old school. He's your old school pocket passer. He's just going to stand there. And his release is not as quick as, let's say, a Tom Brady or an Eli Manning. So he gets crunched 
and he's already taken a lot of injuries. And you see, Bradford had a lot of injuries in college, too, and it followed him. It is tough to outrun that. If you're injury-prone, and especially the concussions terrify me, and that's why I don't think he's going to be first overall pick. That's why with Josh Rosen, I don't think that guy's going first overall. Now, I got a little bit of a mock draft here. We're going to go through the top 10 picks, a couple sleepers, and we'll swing back to some of this with Rob Rang as well. Producer today, Sean Lavery. Uh, Sean, uh, we, we got the, the NFL draft chime. Let's, let's go to the first overall pick, shall we? If you may, with the Cleveland Browns headed to the podium. Yes. Commissioner. Roger Goodell says that the Cleveland Browns select quarterback Sam Darnold from USC, and that who is leading in our, our Twitter poll, by the way, as well, at TSN 4Downs. Sam Darnold. The reason Sam Darnold, I think, is the guy is because, one, he's, well, he's 20 years old, but he might be the most mature of the group. 6'3", 221, fast enough, ran a 4.8540 at the combine. Accurate. Now, did knock on him, fumble issues, ball security. He corrected those in the offseason, acknowledged it, and it seems very fixable to me. It looks to be as simple as two hands on the ball. He was careless. He was running around with the ball all, all free and out. You can fix that. Now, it's much tougher to fix accuracy, like with a Josh Allen. So Sam Darnold doesn't have to play right away. Smart team guy, leader of men. Character, all up, that, that's the reports. And he can make every throw you want. He's great at the intermediate passing, which is where the majority of NFL plays take place in that 15 to 20 yard range. So Sam Darnold goes first. There's a lot of, man, there's a lot of rumors, and we'll get into that with Aaron Goldhammer of ESPN Cleveland in a few minutes. But I'll go Sam Darnold. Now, number two, the New York Giants. <laughs> They could go in a whole bunch of different directions here. You could go Bradley Chubb, pass rusher. They're old school, right? They, they could go to, to replace JPP. They could go quarterback. But I think, and from what I've heard, they want to get the most out of Eli Manning. And what will do that? Finally giving him a running game. Saquon Barkley out of Penn State. This guy's the most complete back since Zeke Elliott, which I know that wasn't that long ago. Better pass catcher, maybe not as dynamic a runner, but this guy can stay on the field, do anything you want. We're going to roll through the rest of that mock draft as the show goes on. We will take the break. After that, to Cleveland we go. ESPN Cleveland's Aaron Goldhammer to go through what the Browns might do at 1-4. and four, Try to decipher through all these rumors and also get into the New York Giants. A lot more coming up. TSN 4 Downs on the NFL Draft Preview Show. Welcome back to TSN 4 Downs NFL Draft Preview Show here on TSN 1050 on the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Twitter. We'll post all the links there at TSN 4 Downs at AndyMC81, also on iTunes and the TSN 1050.ca show page. We're delivered by Domino's, folks. Get a medium uh, feast pizza for just ten ninety nine. Go to Domino's.ca today. Still coming up on the show, Rob Rang, Senior Analyst at NFLDraftScout.com, as well as Canadian pass rusher from Ajax, Ontario. The incredible story of Nathan Shepard. First, though, I chatted with Aaron Goldhammer from ESPN Cleveland a little bit earlier tonight to go over all the the, the different storylines and options for not just the Browns, but the Giants in the whole first round. Here's my chat. 
Joining me now on the Domino's Pizza delivery line to get all your carryout and delivery deals at dominoes.ca from ESPN Cleveland, Aaron Goldhammer on the line, co-host of The Really Big Show. Aaron, oh my, uh, the Browns really controlled the draft at 1-4 and four, and the rumors that are flying around, I can't keep track of them. One day they like Baker Mayfield, the next day they don't, then it's Sam Darnold, then it's Josh Allen, then they're not really interested in Josh Allen. Is your head spinning? Like, where are you at with this draft? Well, welcome to draft week in Cleveland. Um, (laughs) I think this draft in particular, you know, is tricky to project because there are these four quarterbacks at the top. And depending upon who you ask, everybody has a different opinion about who the best one is. I think the general consensus is that Darnold, Sam Darnold of USC, is the best quarterback in the class. And I would say he's the odds-on favorite to be the Browns' pick. But there are people in the building, I think, that like Josh Josh Allen and maybe people who like Baker Mayfield. I, I, for one, would be floored. I would fall over at our draft party if the Browns take Baker Mayfield Mm -hmm. with the number one pick. I, I know what was reported earlier today. That feels like draft week smoke more than any fire. Um, But I think Allen is in play for the Browns at one, and I think Darnold is the odds-on favorite. That's sort of how I've sifted through this thing, and I'm not even sure the Browns have made up their mind yet, and they may take it up until tomorrow night, and they may have everybody guessing until they go on the clock at 8 o'clock Eastern time um, on, uh, on Thursday night. The crazy thing to me, Aaron, is that with Josh Allen, and I get the big arm, can cut through the AFC North wind, sure. But, okay, he throws a pretty 80-yard ball. How often in a game do you throw an 80-yard ball? Once? Right? Like, I'm more interested in the short to intermediate passing game. What's the accuracy? Like, that seems to where he falls short and where a guy like Sam Darnold thrives. And those fumble issues, control issues, look fixable. Like, it, it seems like, all right, put your hand, other hand on the ball and go for it. So it just seems a little peculiar to me overall that Sam Darnold is kind of getting schluffed aside for either the hype of Baker or the big arm of Allen. Well, I think as far as the the Josh Allen situation goes, the, the thing that Bill Belichick looks for in a quarterback more than anything else are decision-making and accuracy. And, you know, it, it's just, it's unprecedented for a player with, Allen's accuracy issues to be taken number one in the draft. Hmm. Some guys who have accuracy questions get better in the NFL. So I'm not saying that he won't improve. And there are things about him to like as a prospect. Um, But I just think accuracy is something that I can't bargain with. And we've seen too many inaccurate quarterbacks struggle, not just in the NFL, but in Cleveland. And to me, that would be a deal breaker with Josh Allen. And I don't buy the excuses that he ran an offense or he he played with players at Wyoming that weren't as good as the guys that Baker Mayfield played with at Oklahoma. Okay, I, I mean, all that stuff might be true. But from, from what I've watched, I just think Allen is a pretty inaccurate quarterback. And that, that to me, is a deal breaker for him at number one. Right, and for the first overall pick, you want to make sure it's as close to a sure thing as possible. You can't gamble with that. So that'll be interesting to follow in conversation with Aaron Goldhammer from ESPN Cleveland. Uh, So, all right, we got whoever at number one for the Browns at quarterback, then at four. Like, and you have contacts with the New York Giants organization. I know you're connected with them too, Aaron. It, It seems to me like after 
the Browns pick their quarterback. The Giants really control the flow of the rest of the first round. If they take Bradley Chubb, that'll affect what the Browns do at four. If they go Saquon Barkley, a quarterback on their own. What are you feeling out of the Giants building? Well, I think if the Browns don't take Darnold, they're going to take him mm. because the Giants aren't stupid. So <laughs> the Browns might the Browns are capable of doing something stupid, right. but the, the Giants aren't stupid. And and if the Browns don't take Darnold, they'll go ahead and snatch him up, and I'm sure he'll be their quarterback for the next 15 years. Right. <laughs> um, it, let's say the Browns take Darnold. Um, then I think, as you said, the Giants control the draft. And from what I've heard, I think there's a chance that they would take. Barkley, I think there's a chance that they would take Chubb, and I think there's a chance that they would trade down and someone else would take a quarterback. And I don't know what other teams are willing to offer to move up to number two. So until I get a clearer picture of that, I, it's really difficult for me to project. How it affects the Browns is this. If Chubb is there at four, I think the Browns will take him. If the Giants take Chubb at two, then I think the Browns are a likely trade-down spot at number four. So mm. to me, I, I think the possibilities at four are either take Chubb there or trade down, and I think what the Giants do will affect how the Browns handle the fourth pick. Aaron, I'm one of the the rare uh, uh, Cleveland Browns fans in Toronto, uh, believe it or not, but I, I'm sick of the trade down. Like, we, There's so many draft picks. They're so, they got so young. John Dorsey helped them get older. It just seems like the time for looking forward to the future, to next year, next year, next year, I'm done. Can we just take the best player at four? Like, As a fan, I want the two best players. I want the best quarterback, who they, whoever they think that is, and then the best available player. But I guess I can wrap my head around if Chubb and Barkley are, are, are gone or you don't want Barkley and you don't think Minka is, is valued that high, I guess you move down. But does that make sense? Like, Is it wrong to want the two best players? No, I mean, I think Chubb and, and Darnold are the two best players. So I think that's the dream draft scenario for the Browns. Um, best quarterback and best overall player, non-quarterback. I don't think the Browns would take Saquon Barkley at four almost under any circumstances. I would be floored if they did it. Right. Um, because I think they think the other running backs that they're liable to get with one of their three second-round picks is just about as good as Saquon Barkley. So I don't think he's really in play. And then the question becomes, if you stay at four, who do you draft? Right. And is it a guy that, you know, if someone wants a quarterback, that you could end up moving up and getting instead, um, you know, if you move back? So, you know, I think that's the game that the Browns are going to have to play. I would not expect them to move way back into the middle of the of the round, certainly. I think would like 12, the Bills would probably be the lowest that they'd go. But I think they're going to have some options in there as, as, they, as they look and talk to other teams because I think at least one of the quarterbacks is going to be left at four, and that's a prime spot for someone to want to move up. That's the thing that, that teams want to move up for the most is the quarterback. Aaron, when you look at the AFC North as a whole, it looks like there's the potential for a shift. Ben Roethlisberger, whether he's going to retire or not, it comes up every year. Joe Flacco certainly seems to be on the decline, and they don't have a whole lot of weapons. The Bengals have been bungling for the last couple of years. And, and, and the, of course, who they add in the draft is going to make a big impact. But right now, is your feel like if the Browns can get this right, they can finally start to make a move and, and, and do something in that division instead of being the butt of everyone's joke? 
We say this every year, Andy, but this is the most important <laughs> offseason oh. in Cleveland Browns history, right? right I mean, right, right. you know, I think they have been targeting 2018 for a long time as a watershed moment in the history of the franchise. So if they get the quarterback right, it will be a watershed moment. If they screw up the quarterback again, we're going to be right back at the top of the 2019 draft. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if they got the quarterback right and they missed on every other draft pick, this would be the greatest draft that the Browns have ever had because having the quarterback would allow them to move forward as an organization. Um, And so it really all comes down to that pick. We can sit here and argue forever about moving down. and the, The reason that moving down has been a mistake in 2015, 2016, 2017, The reason that they've moved down and it's been an error is because they've passed on a quarterback who's turned out to be a franchise changer. Um, But once you get that quarterback, getting the extra picks is a good idea. So I think it all comes down to that issue. You know, if Ben retires and the Steelers struggle to find their guy, yeah, Pittsburgh is going to be in trouble. If the Browns find their quarterback, finally, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the AFC North. But until they nail that pick and that position, not with a stopgap, not with an average option, uh, with a guy who they know can be their future, and they answer that question, um, I'm not liable to say that I think the Browns are going to take over the AFC North or whatever. They have to get the quarterback right first. You can follow him on Twitter at HammerNation19 from ESPN Cleveland, Aaron Goldhammer. Aaron, thank you so much for taking the time. Enjoy draft day, and uh, I'm sure there'll be something interesting that happens. Andy, thank you. Appreciate it, bud. All right, there you go. Aaron Goldhammer, ESPN Cleveland. After the break, senior analyst from DraftScout.com, one of the best in the business, Rob Rang, joins me on TSN 4 Downs NFL Draft Preview Show. This is the 4 Downs NFL Draft Preview Special on TSN 1050, delivered by Domino's. Visit dominoes.ca today. Yes, 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 the NFL Draft is Thursday. From Dallas, Texas, oh my. Cannot wait for that. It is coming. This is the preview show. We heard from ESPN Cleveland's Aaron Goldhammer. And we're going to have Rob Rang on the line in just a moment from NFLDraftScout.com, senior analyst. And then in the next segment, to wrap up the show, very happy with this and and very proud of this, chatted uh, earlier today with Canadian Nathan Shepard from Ajax, Ontario. Now, the story of this guy is something else. We'll get into that uh, in the next segment there. But, folks, if you need a new roof, go with the city's most trusted roofer, Gitano Roofing. Voted the number one roofing company in Toronto on Homestars. Folks, this is your house we're talking about, okay? Your home. Don't leave anything to chance. Call Gitano Roofing for a free, no-pressure estimate. Visit GitanoRoofing.com. That's G-I-T-A-N-O roofing.com and now joining me on the Domino's pizza delivery line it is Rob Rang senior analyst from nfldraftscout.com Rob how's it going man it's going well Andy how are you oh I'm good let's hey we're almost at the finish line bud this is <laughs> this is wild the, the the rumors swirling around it's crazy there's mock drafts galore uh, just just everything is it seems possible at the quarterback position I I mapped out a bit of a mock here, the top ten. I wanted to roll through a couple of of players here who might be in question or teams that might be in flux of where they go. So I got the Browns taking Darnold, Giants, Barkley, the Jets at three. 
where do you feel they're going quarterback? Because I'm thinking we're looking Josh Rosen potentially. Of course, Baker Mayfield is in play. What do you think is the better fit for the Jets at three quarterback-wise? Because we assume since they traded up with the Colts, that's what they're going to go for. Yeah, that's absolutely what I think they're going to do. And, you know, I personally believe that, that Josh Rosen is the best pocket passer in this draft class. And I think that he makes sense for any club. That said, every indication I have is that Baker Mayfield is going to go in the top three selections this year's draft. He may very well wind up going number one overall to the Cleveland Browns. I've got a lot of sources in Cleveland, and that's what they're telling me, hmm. is that Baker Mayfield will be the selection at number one overall. But if he is not, and that's what I currently have in my own mock draft. Although I'll be updating one last time before the big show on Thursday. But if it is not, then I have the Baker Mayfield going right now, number three overall to the Jets. But either way, if if they don't go Baker Mayfield, if they take Josh Rosen, then we certainly are going to see the opposite. Rosen or Mayfield, whoever's remaining, I believe, come off the board very, very quickly thereafter. Right, and now you mentioned Mayfield to the Browns, and, and you have Sam Darnold, and of course Josh Allen has been mocked in there and, and spoken about by numerous analysts. Only the, the real one that only hasn't been tied to the Browns is Josh Rosen. From a the aspect of this quarterback is likely going to sit behind Tyrod Taylor for a year. So you have that buffer year. What do you think is the best fit for the Browns at one and the, for the first quarterback to come off the board? Well, as you mentioned, the, the likelihood and I think ideal situation for Cleveland Browns fans is that that rookie quarterback, whoever he is, does sit for that first year. And you do allow Tyrod Taylor to, you know, to see what he can do and then to groom the young quarterback. And so to me, that still would push Sam Donald that spot just because he is the youngest quarterback in this draft class, just 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is the guy who, at least in my opinion, has the highest upside. He has all the intangibles I want. He has all the physical abilities I want. He has the anticipation. And that's such a rare trait, especially in a young quarterback. To We've seen the pocket collapse. And Sam Donald be able to not just rely on his legs, which he is athletic, or his power, but to be able to keep his eyes down field and be able to make uh, you know plays in the passing game while on the move. The only one in this draft class that really does that as effectively is Baker Mayfield, but of course he's so much smaller that I do have some concerns about him playing in the cold. You know, the AFC North, the Cleveland Browns, they're the only the only division in football in which all four uh, teams in that division play outdoors, mm-hmm. and so that's fine when it's September and October. Well, what about when it's November and December? And so that would be my biggest concern. But going back to your initial question, I think if you are going to take a quarterback and allow him to sit, then I think you should be one of the raw prospects, that being Sam Donald or Josh Allen. 100% with you there. In conversation with Rob Rang, senior analyst at NFLDraftScout.com on Twitter, at Rob Rang. Now, the, the quarterback and offense always get so much of the, the, the attention in the draft, but th- this is a deep defensive group, especially when we look at the secondary. Pass rusher, it seems like it's Bradley Chubb and kind of a big drop-off there, Rob. But in the secondary, like for the first uh, safety or defensive back off the board, you could make a case for uh, Derwin James, for Minka Fitzpatrick, or Denzel Ward. Where do you rate the, this, this group of defensive backs? 
so I, I, I personally have a ranked Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, to me, just his versatility, his ability to play just about every position there is. Um, and again, those intangibles. These are the types of players that wind up lasting a long time in the NFL because they have the work ethic and the, the instincts to be able to play so many different positions. And then I have Denzel Ward, in my opinion, far and away, almost like Bradley Chubb, as you mentioned, top, the, far and away the best defensive end in this draft class. I think a Denzel Ward is far and away the cover corner in this draft class. I mean, just, just incredible feet. His, his footwork, his ability to, to shadow uh, wide receivers all over the field, be able to break up passes. I really think that he's going to wind up being more of a pass thief in the NFL than he ever was at Ohio State because people avoided him. Hmm. Um, and then I have Derwin James, but all three of them, your point is well made. I think that all three of these guys deserve to be among the top 10 to 12 selections. All three of them likely will be, and all three of them are going to be very successful in the NFL. And then you look at linebacker, and again, not not pass rusher, but linebacker Tremaine Edwards. What a beast! Six four, uh, Roquan Smith. After that, and if you're you're looking as far as in the first round, the nine ten spots, the Forty ers and the Raiders could really use linebacker help, especially for the Forty ers with Reuben Foster being well. Who knows if he's going to even be in the league next year? Yeah, exactly. I think the Forty ers and the Raiders both. You're right. Would would be uh, would do themselves very well. Uh, to be able to address their, their their lack of run defense. The Raiders were abysmal in that regard last year. The 49ers were a lot better, but as you mentioned, Ruben Foster being a big question mark. Uh, I think that there is enough depth in this year if, if both teams decide to go a different direction early on that they could come back and find a linebacker. But in my opinion, Eddie, there are four off-ball linebackers. You mentioned a couple of them. Tremaine Edmonds, of course, from Virginia Tech. Just 19 years old and already a physical freak. Roquan Smith, the Buckus Award winner. Um, terrific sideline to sideline. I'm talking about Deion Jones all over again. Mm. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch from, from Boise State. I hear that he is the hottest player in this entire draft class, but he could wind up sneaking into the top 15 and certainly is going to make it uh, any farther than 19 overall. Dallas Cowboys sitting right there. And then, oh, by the way, you got the kid from Alabama who just. You know, Rashawn Evans, who just does everything that you ever ask him to do, whether it be <laughs> rush the pass or drop back in the coverage. So if you're looking for a traditional off-ball, just lunch stealer of a linebacker, then this is the draft class for you. You mentioned, too, the, the Dallas Cowboys, and people are trying to connect the dots. All right, Des Bryant is gone. They need an X receiver, right? They, they, they need help at wide receiver. Unfortunately for the Cowboys, this isn't the best class for receivers when it comes to first round talent. Now you could argue as far as depth wise you got a uh, potential for 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 Chark for DJ Moore. Uh, I really like a late guy Dylan Cantrell as well as far as a possession guy maybe like a 6th round sleeper type. But where do you think the Dallas Cowboys will go first round or and and beyond to maybe get that wide receiver? Do you think they'll take one in the first round or wait a bit? No, I, I do think that they're more likely to wait and just because I think again uh, addressing defense I think want to do um you know but that might end up doing that via trade i mean there's no uh you know the great seattle area a lot of talk about the trade for uh the great of course for great free safety for this but if they stand pat overall i think i could see them taking uh one of those linebackers as you mentioned i just think that the drop off between those top over guys and this track is significant Oh, 
Oh, Rob, we're losing you for a sec. Sean, maybe just try reconnecting with, uh, with Rob Rang there for one sec. Coming out from the, the West Coast. Definitely want to hear what Rob Rang has to say when it comes to the wide receivers. Uh, well, we reconnect. The, the, the draft class, you have Calvin Ridley as the top-ranked guy out of Alabama. Six feet, 189 pounds. Um, where he could go, he's being linked to the Ravens quite a bit. Uh, we believe we have Rob back. Rob, you there? I am. Oh, beauty. Okay. We, we, yeah, we, we just just lost you at the end of the uh, the wide receiver um, conversation there, as far as with the the Dallas Cowboys. But I uh, want to get to this trades in the first round. Now, when we do mocks, it's so tough to decide. All right. Well, who's who's going to trade where? Who's going to trade out? What do you think the top ten is going to look like? As far as the Buffalo Bills made a move up to twelve, they didn't do that for fun. Uh, you'd have to think they're going to try to jump up. Maybe Arizona as well. Possibly Miami. Like, who are some of the trade out options in that that top ten? Well, Denver Broncos, Sean Elway has already talked about that he might possibly be willing to trade out number five overall. I can see the Indianapolis Colts. They already made the one trade down. Wouldn't be surprised at all to trade down again. Um, you know, I think number six overall would be an interesting place for Roquan Smith. Talk hmm. about, you know, the, the great linebackers and, you know, Quentin Nelson, the great guard, being available there. That is something that Andrew Luck uh, grew very much accustomed to while at Stanford is having terrific interior line play. If those are the top two players on their board, that are realistically there for them, uh, perhaps even Saquon Barkley. All three of those guys, if we see the early run on quarterbacks as anticipated, then I could see the Colts look to drop down a couple of spots uh, more, and, and so that could give the opportunity for a team like the Buffalo Bills, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Miami Dolphins. Those are the three teams I've been hearing are looking to trade up into the top ten. If that indeed is the case, I think that, uh, that Denver Broncos at five and the Indianapolis Colts at six are the two teams to keep an eye on. Boy, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thursday can't get here soon enough. Rob, thank you so much. And people can check out all your great work at NFLDraftScout.com. And you tweeted out on Twitter, at Rob Rang. Uh, let's do it again soon, man. Thank you. Thank you, Eddie. Take care. All right, you too. There's Rob Rang. All right, uh, after the break, we're going to get to Canadian pass rusher from Ajax, Ontario. His journey, his story, very cool. Nathan Shepard up next on the TSN 4 Downs NFL Draft Preview Show. I'm Andy McNamara. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at AndyMC81 at TSN4Downs. You can vote in our Twitter poll at TSN4Downs of which rookie quarterback is going to have the best rookie season. Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, or Josh Rosen. Darnold with a slim 33% lead. Mayfield at 31, Rosen at 22, and Allen at 14%. All right, now I had a chance to chat earlier today with Canadian from Ajax, Ontario, pass rusher Nathan Shepard. He has a great story. He was a linebacker in high school. It's, it's really cool what he's overcome. I'm very happy to present that to you. Here we go. Joining me now, Ajax, Ontario's own Nathan Shepard. Nathan, the draft is just a couple of days away. How are you feeling emotionally? Where are you at? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic, you know. Um, I'm just happy that this process is all coming to the beginning or a new beginning really so ending one process starting a new something else so it take me through because your story is incredible from ajax i grew up in pickering and you in in high school you were a linebacker but then you kept growing and as of now uh, it, it lists you at six five three fifteen and you moved to defensive end on the line more of a pass rusher so what fascinates me about your skill set is that you have the feet the footwork the technique of, of a, a lighter linebacker but with the body size of a dominant pass rusher like 
how much of an advantage do you think that will give you, or at least a, a bonus points to whichever team you go to? Uh, I definitely have the, the tools to do the job and, and the genetic makeup and everything like that. Um, as for advantage, that's really going to come from how well I study my opponent and everything I do in you know in the classroom and tech, technique-wise. So take me through how, how you got to, to where you are now. So uh, growing up in Ajax, then you went out to British Columbia for school, and then you transferred to Fort Hayes State in Kansas. Can you just take me through that, that process? Because, hey, let's be honest, out of, uh, out of Canada, there is not a lot. It's not necessarily an NFL factory. So how did you go from Ajax to BC to Fort Hayes? Yeah, well, you're right. Definitely um, saying that, especially in, you know, in Toronto, Ontario, or Canada, in general, it's not a football, uh, NFL football factory or anything like that. Simon Fraser is where I went out of high school, so they're able to give me my first um, my first opportunity to play NCAA football. Um, so I went out there for two years, and, and that's when I first started to play defensive line. Um, had some uh, financial uh, difficulties that arose, and I wasn't able to continue going to school there. So I took some time off, and I worked for. Um, for a little while, a couple of years before I had an opportunity to play at four days. And, you know, they kind of reached out to me because I was looking at junior colleges out in the Midwest and they had found my tape and offered me a spot to come on walk on the team and um, the rest is history. So take me through that period because, okay, financial troubles, you're, you're working, you're two years off. Did you think your football days were done? No. Um, People say, like, how are you able to do that for two years straight? And I didn't look at it. I'll get to a school next semester. So I was doing it in six months, okay. six-month increments. And um, basically I was just, oh, maybe next semester. Oh, definitely next semester. So I was doing it in smaller increments, and I was getting closer and closer each time until it finally happened. So were you, obviously you were working out, was there a, a place you went to, like were you at, at uh, different high schools or schools to, to train and keep in football shape? Yeah, so um, I, I trained out uh, a few spots out in, in, in Durham region. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had my, my uncle, Paul Watkins, he was kind of uh, one of the people that really helped me during that time, and he's he's a He's in Pickering, all Pickering, Ajax, Pickering area himself. So uh, he like he would help you know train a lot of the youth out in the area for whatever sports, some basketball and football, track and field, things like that. So um, a lot of the stuff I did was going to be with him. In conversation with Nathan Shepard, Canada's own from Ajax, uh, looking to get drafted in the upcoming 2018 NFL draft. So Nathan, okay, we got. Yeah, from Fort Hayes, then you go to the Combine, and I'm a draft junkie. I look at all the projections, study uh, study all the prospects, all that good stuff. Be- going into the Combine, you had a sixth-round grade after your workouts, which, I don't want to embarrass you, but hey, a 5.09 40-yard dash, that's sensational. Your vertical 31 inches, bench press, like, you blew the doors off the, uh, uh, off the NFL Combine. You impressed everyone. Mike Mayock was singing your praises on NFL Network. You went from a sixth-round grade to a second-round grade. We know that's just on paper, but 
for anybody who says that the combine can't really change things, how did you approach going into the combine, working out, and seeing that as a great opportunity? To be honest with you, it all started in in December um, of, of last year. I knew that I was going to have this opportunity to to train, and luckily, you know, my agent Bardia Garamani, he's with International Sports Agency out of Southern California. Um, we really approached this as a partnership, and I saw how much work he was putting in, and I was going to put in just as much, if not more. So we had our different goals that we wanted to achieve, and we just set a plan. So after I decided to sign with him, I went and I took my uh, exams early that semester. And beginning, you know, in in mid-December, I was already in California training uh, while people were, you know, taking their exams and getting ready to go on Christmas break. I just really soaked up every moment I could to train and prepare for this. So when I had my opportunity, yeah, I did. I, you know, kind of blew up the charts because people weren't expecting um expecting that from me even though i already knew it was capable right right and, and be able to do what you did like the, the footwork and it was uh it, it was i'm not sure if you went back and heard mayock or the analysts speak but they were in almost in awe nathan they were like whoa look, look at the big guy move right like it was it was very cool to see how you were able to rise up the draft charts through that process so now, you got a very interesting social media accounts on Instagram and Twitter, and you're taking some videos on some of your visits to different NFL teams. Can you tell us which NFL facilities you visited in this pre-draft process? Okay, so let's see. I've been to, wow, it's just funny. It all really gets out there. I was thinking about that. But um, I've been to Arizona, Arizona Cardinals, then we went Minnesota Vikings, then uh, Atlanta Falcons, then uh, it was Carolina Panthers, New York, uh, New York Jets, the New York Giants, Detroit Lions, Miami Dolphins, Wow, Chicago Bears, and uh, Dallas Cowboys. Jeez, so you 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 got around, so you saw a whole bunch of different facilities. Like, how is how is that? Experience. Obviously, you're not going to tell us any behind-the-scenes stuff per se, but like the, the, that experience, seeing how different teams, front offices, personnel operate and engage with you. What were some of your takeaways from that? Oh, it was really cool to see like the different, like the contrast in 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 how players were coached and the different cultures that ex- existed in each team. So um, that was that was something that was kind of surprising. You don't really. Uh, think you know think about because on Sunday you know everyone's wearing you know NFL uniforms right. you know you don't you don't see all you see is you know helmets and uniforms cleats and everything like that you don't necessarily get to know the personalities or even experience the environment walking into a building. Did you have a favorite NFL team growing up? Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. All right. So if they if they draft you, that'd be cool. But I assume. Uh, no matter who calls your name, you'll be thrilled. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, Nathan, before we let you go, tell me, just because I want people to be able to to know your personality a little bit more, and, and you do have such a phenomenal story, just a, a, a couple things from yourself that people might not know about you. Like, let's say hobbies or, or what you do in your spare time, outside of working out. Outside of working out, I'm more of an outdoors type guy, so I like to go fishing, hiking, huh. stuff like that. Um, eventually, when I get some time, maybe in the off season, I like to go 
uh, hunting pretty much. That would be great. Do, do you like to play Madden? Are you a video game guy at all? I'm not as much <laughs> as a video game guy as people would think. And all my friends back home are saying, you know what, when you get some free time, you're going to have to get online and, and play it. So we'll see. We'll see. And, and when you get drafted, you can uh, you can play as yourself. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Nathan, listen, man, enjoy the experience. Drink it all in. Your story is incredible, and we wish you all the best. You're welcome back on TSN Four Downs anytime. Appreciate that. Thank you. That was Nathan Shepard, sixth round draft grade before the combine. Now a second round grade. We'll see where he goes. That will be wow. Just so great to follow. He's on Twitter, by the way, at Nathan D. Shepherd, S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. Follow him. Send him your best witches. Uh, pride of Ajax, Ontario. Just a great dude there. And he was on courtesy of the Domino's Pizza Delivery Line. Order your pizza, side dishes, marble cookie brownie today at dominoes.ca. Real quick before we go, I wanted to get my running back rankings, the top one. So we got Saquon Barkley in this draft. Darius Geis falls in next to me. He's kind of a Leonard Fournette type, a real pounder. Is he going to be able to hold up durability-wise? Who knows? But the first couple years, I think Geis is going to be real good. After that, I go Nick Chubb, and he falls down a few people's draft boards. Because he's not as explosive as a Sony Michelle or a Rashad Penny, but he has better durability and ball security, and you can swing him out in pass protection to catch the ball as well as inside. So I like Nick Chubb. That will do it, though, folks, for the NFL Draft Preview Show. Now, I'll be back Sunday for our post-recap draft show at 12 p.m. right here on TSN 1050. So for Sean Lavery, I'm Andy McNamara. Thanks for listening to the TSN 4 Downs NFL Draft Preview Show on TSN 1050.